This is the Art of Warcast, a podcast about Legend of the Five Rings, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Opus, Carl Anderton, and Doug Keister. Episode 29, Elemental Roller Coaster. All right, welcome. I'm Tobin Lopez. I'm Carl Anderton. I'm Doug Keister. What are we up to today, Carl? The card pool through the end of the Toshi Rambo season is set. Will Scorpion close the traitorous deal? Will Dragon win out to bring balance to Rokugan? Will Crab get their pretty jade necklaces or will he bow to the power of the Shadowlands? The players are nowhere near ready. Like at all. Tobin doesn't even know what clan he's slashing. It's madness! <laughs> Doug and I aren't going to Gen Con, so we'll be home bathing in the tears of angels while considering how to take our revenge. But I digress. We'll talk about the latest and greatest news from FFG, our thoughts on the cards in the Elemental Cycle. Something was sticking in Tobin's craw, but the FFG dental offices have taken care of it, but we'll still talk about it. And lastly, a thank to our patrons. All right, yeah, some couple big pieces of news for L5R. The biggest being the announcement of the Elemental Challenges and the Elemental Championships, which will result in having two roles at all times, and they will be fairly dynamic. It's been amazing. So organized play, it's funny because all that, you know, there are various podcasts. I listen to a lot of the podcasts, and and every podcast is like, roll locking, don't get me started. Roll locking, <laughs> don't get us started. Roll locking, don't get us started. And, and kind of, we were going to get started. <laughs> yeah, we were going to get started. That was the that was the thing that was sticking in my craw, the ba- Baz's question about what role choice, to, what role choice might we have based on the cards that we've seen. So Baz's question from last time, but it seems to have been made fairly academic at this point because the roles will be dynamic. And we'll go into the details here. There, the two things were announced, Elemental Challenges and Elemental Championships. Elemental Challenges from the article uh, will be primarily at conventions and similar events. So there was a, you know, there's big, big deal about Cote's um, being behind cons and mm-hmm. the, the increased, at least in the U.S., and that increases the price of getting there, staying there, paying for parking, yeah, the pay- uh, getting, you know, the, the $100 getting in is kind of minuscule compared to maybe the $200 a night that you have to spend on a hotel. And the, and the travel, yeah. yeah. The, the paywall, the which is not unfair to call. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. It's not quite. So but. they haven't said that those are necessarily going to be done, but elemental challenges might replace them at certain cons, right? Mm-hmm. I would imagine that like so. the Cotes will be still like big event sort of things, mm-hmm. like Gen Con, Origins, yada yada yada. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, I would, related I would, to games at least. Right, right. right, right. <laughs> yeah. I would guess that like the the elemental challenges will be more like anime conventions or like Comic Cons or things like Comic Cons being the deal. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. There's and none and of those around. Cotes will still be at cons. Yes, Grand probably. Cotes, and uh, we hope. I, at least I'm hoping. I'm hopeful because of the things we've heard from Cascade. Mm-hmm. That we'll see a lot more standalones. Yeah, Grand, yeah, Grand Cotes right. become their own events. And yeah. here's yeah. here's to having and and here's to having Denver get one next year. Yeah, I, w- I would like to Denver see Denver or Colorado. Yeah, yeah it would be awesome. I would like to see some of the some of the the bigger events be divorced from the conventions, like everybody else wants to see it. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, because I would like to see a competitive scene a little bit closer to what like Magic has developed for this game. Mm-hmm. You know, just to have well, you know a- events that stand on their own. Right that, are, right, that are draw on their own. Yeah, the comparative structure's there. I mean, Cotes are definitely... The, the good Cotes have been approaching mid-level PPTQs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pro player and uh, tour qualifiers for anyone. Right. Um, basically, the, the structure, if you're yep. then serious about playing Magic. So, and those are the big attended ones. So, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So, those the elemental challenges. And the, and the cool thing there is, 
for those people who go undefeated at those challenges, they'll earn a buy at a championship. Mm-hmm. They'll get a buy card at a championship. So they That's have to go undefeated. So and those are locked. I think there's I think those are just Swiss events, you know, depending on numbers, probably four or five rounds, maybe six. Who knows? But then elemental championships are akin to the regionals that that they've had for other FFG games, Netrunner, X Wing, Game of Thrones, uh, Star Wars, yada 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 yada. Right. Yeah, it'll so, be nice to have those starting up. And yeah. those will start up. A store can get one of those elemental championships per calendar year. So there's two seasons, and a store can get one in one of those seasons. So hypothetically, at least with big cities like Denver. Um, you could see one store get an elemental championship one season and another store get the second season. I you'll don't definitely think, see that. I, I, yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll see it in the bigger cities. I don't know that it'll happen in Denver. I don't know if Denver is a big enough city, to but get two. who get knows? Two yeah, well, but, but, it's, but it's, it's, more of, it's a regional thing, right? Yeah. So that is going to include Colorado Springs and Fort Collins. So Absolutely. maybe we'll yeah, see yeah. like Total Escape get one in, in Broomfield. And then Haunted Game Cafe will get the the one later in the year or something yep. like that. Yep. Something equivalent. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yes. Retailers have to apply for that and have to justify. And so a store can get one of those each year. And we know of at least three stores, one in Colorado Springs, one in Denver, and one in up in Fort Collins. That yeah. probably will apply for us. Wizard's the Chest. Wizard's yeah. Chest will probably apply. Wizard's Chest also. Mm-hmm. Total Escape. Uh, Petrie's down in Colorado Springs. Yep. Haunted yep. Game Cafe, I would assume, would do that also. Possibly so. Yep. Yeah. All right. So as a result of those elemental championships... The top players at each instance of those championships, and I, they haven't identified what top player means, yeah. but I would assume the lead for each clan. The top players will vote over the first season, and that vote will result uh, collectively over the over the ECs that are taking place in that first season will collectively determine what a role is for the following season for the following term right mm-hmm. for the following quarter and this incentive- uh, not quarter but four months yeah. so assuming that it's sort of like a hatamoto thing where you know the the top player of each clan gets to you know throw the cast the vote for mm-hmm. whatever that that in- definitely incentivizes what's some of what's already happening where you know the people all the all the players of, of each clan get together and you know decide who's decide what the, the top player is going to cast as their vote this also kind of incentivizes the top players at various events to talk to each other offline and say hey you know, you know, and, and so that sort of you know, like has that builds community roads between mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. outside totally so. of the yeah. of the events. That's, yeah, so that's yeah, kind of yeah. cool. Well, so worthwhile. I mean, again, they haven't clarified that. They're saying top players vote on each ro- vote on which clan takes which role. It could be a couple of a, a couple of players from each clan, more of a deal. Right, you know, the top four of each, say or something. Right, like that, could rather be. Right. Than top one, depending you know, on ma- size. From the wording they've got, that makes more sense. Yeah, you, know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, yeah. the top four Scorpion go. Okay, what are they doing, and so and so forth. Right, yeah. right. Interesting. <laughs> So the way so that those two championship seasons are one is January to March, the other is May to July, and each season will result in a new role being chosen for the clan. The roles chosen for each of those seasons will be decided by, like we said, a vote among whoever the top performers and top performers in those events are. Now they will be chosen. So the first season ends in March, but the role won't go active until May. So at the start of the next season. Mm-hmm. Is yep, one. Yep. Yeah. So the roles become so the roles get chosen at the end of the season and go live at the beginning of the next season. Yep. Yeah. No sudden changeover. And yeah. then and then so there's one that's active in May. So the January through March is chosen. And that goes active in May. The uh, May to July one is chosen. That goes active in September. And then the third instance of the choice is the World Championships, in which the top performers would then choose a role for each of their clans, and that goes active in January. And when one goes active. The oldest role falls away. Yeah, not not just not all of them, just right. the oldest. Right. Yeah. So we're here. So we're here, sitting here, two weeks less than two weeks before Gen Con starts. 
uh, a week from to, or two weeks from today will be the last stage of Toshi Rambo, and that will determine the Kote role, which right. w- will be the second role that will be available. And once that's chosen, like the the Toshi Rambo like points thing, confusing setup that they've had for, for this year for OP. That's ending in favor of going to the elemental championships, yep. elemental exactly. challenges. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the so the the scorekeeping and voting that they've been doing at the Kotes mm-hmm. is going to go away. And so the Kote role. So for example, and I drew this up for clarity. So for example, Crab or currently Keeper of Earth, they will gain a Kote role at Gen Con that they will use for Worlds. That Kote role will be in effect until May of 2019. Right. The Kote, so the Kote role and the Keeper of Earth role are going to be active for World Championships. Then the World Champion, or the top players at the World Championships, will select another role. And then, at, in January, Crab lose Keeper of Earth, mm-hmm. keep the Kote role, mm-hmm. and whatever is chosen at the World Championships. And that will be the active one. And then now, again, will they be able to choose Keeper off. of Earth again? Once they are not, my my understanding of it is once they are not Keeper of Earth, once Keeper of Earth is not amongst your two roles, you will be able to choose Keeper of Earth. Yeah. Okay. But that yeah. still means there's no, you're not running one role concurrently because there has to physically be a gap. So there's no, so, there, so it's right. built in that there's no way for one clan to roll lock anything. At all, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But now here's the, here's, so, so. Hopefully that clarifies things. And when when I saw this, we had our game night at Wednesday on Wednesday night, and it was fantastic because you talk about the dynamicism. There've been there've been a, a fair share of folks justifiably saying, "I feel I feel just uh, my my creativity is stagnated." I just blah, blah, blah. every four months you have another role to use, yeah. And inside that four months, cards are being released. So now it might careful what you wish for, right? We get, we're getting this back. is amazing. So one of the things that a lot of us love about LCGs is the the meta shifts that happen almost constantly. Right, <laughs> right. You know the, the the meta is always evolving because you're supposed to be getting product. You know, one one pack a month, and then the deluxe, and then historically, the, the, yeah, 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 yeah. So since they've gone to six and six and changed up the distribution model for L five R, that that's you know that, that stagnation that's been happening. We're getting we're getting away from that. We're getting back to what some of us like about the LCG model of that the meta shift is back. That we're that we have the evolving yeah, and, meta all the time, and it's coming for for different reasons. Different forces are yeah. changing that meta. But yeah. wow, it's, it's awesome! Change I am uh, I, my head is spinning just thinking about it. Just yeah, the possibilities. Totally. It's yep. it's but, pretty amazing. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. What's how many the thing, cla- how many clans are there? <laughs> there are seven clans, there, right? Yes. yes. Each clan has two roles. Yes. Right, seven times two is fourteen. Yep. Mm-hmm. How many roles do we have? Not quite that many. We have ten. Yes. Right. Yep. So there could possibly be, an uh, now it depends on how things shake out. But you have it, uh, uh, an overlap of four. Mm-hmm. So four I roles will be duplicated. Yeah. Somewhere. Assuming that, or something, the possibility of something else strange will happen, which is some of the support roles or things we've seen might be the final choices made or stuff like that. We well, you you can't you don't choose support roles. Support roles are always an option. Again, so you choose yeah. keeper seeker, and yeah, so but yeah. then Some, then that makes it so like yeah. okay, if if you have a second role that's not particularly strong, you, that those support roles, and we know what the 
the additional influence from Phoenix Port, and we know the additional influence from Underhand of the Emperor, mm-hmm. and we can only assume that's going to stay constant for the clan packs whenever they come out. Mm-hmm. This also is an opening for FFG to do new elemental rules. We've got Keeper, we've got Seeker. Yep, what else exactly. can we Oh have? my gosh, yeah. yes. I mean, maybe just that's maybe true. just them having two fire rolls, two fire seeker rolls, say. They're just different. They just do different right. things, whatever, whatever trick well, out, whatever It's, it's going to be interesting because you'll have one clan that's Keeper of Fire, one clan that's Seeker of Fire, then the, uh, another clan that maybe isn't necessarily, you know, a fire-oriented clan that's also got, a you know, like either a Keeper or Seeker of Fire. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so I'm excited for the next few months. Uh, I'm excited. Now, they did post a an update to the Toshi Rambo scoring, and it looks like Unicorn is going to get the first choice. For their so, wh- however the unicorn collective, the unicorn players collectively voted for what role they want. They'll get that first role. They'll get that first choice. Um, I bet the unicorn, fa- the unicorn Facebook group, if there is one, <laughs> is probably <laughs> yes, <laughs> has having is. a lot of discussion about I was that. Say, Absolutely, possibly a unicorn support group. Yes, I think there is. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on Facebook, so I don't know these things. Um, um, yeah, how- so that should be exciting. Should be really exciting. And 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 from what I can tell. Scorpion and crab are really close. There's not crab is at nineteen percent in a couple points, and and scorpion has one point on them. I don't because it's expressed in percentages. I don't know yeah. if crab has a chance to gain. Should they do really well at Gen Con, they could probably leapfrog scorpion. Well, Let's go, crab people. Who knows? Who knows? Presumably, if anyone's going to swing it, the amount of amount of um, participation at Gen Con would do it. Um, how is the Toshi Rambo stuff scored out again? I have to admit to a fall behind on that. So the Toshi Rambo stuff, and I'm working from memory here, so I might the, some of the details might be mixed. But each player at a Toshi Rambo Kote, mm-hmm. Grand Kote or otherwise, votes for the role they want their clan to play. Okay. Each player does and it's this. Numerical representation. Right. Voice. Each player writes this. So then, um, but then how how it's determined how you get where you fall in the voting because it's a kind of a draft thing mm-hmm. is if. It has to do with points. So if your role gets picked least, mm-hmm. then you're going to be the first one to get your role, to get your first pick of role. Interesting. Right. Okay. So so secret. Let's say secret void is tends to be popular with, is has been popular has role, been one, yeah. like one of the ones. Right. Secret fire. Secret void. Secret of air to some extent. But so those, if clans really want those. Then, so if they really want Secret Void, then that would mean Scorpion falls down on the drafting or in drafting order. Okay, so because theirs is more in demand. So to clarify, there, if your current clan role is the one that most people are trying to get, you are going to get your pick, pick your role later than other people. Correct. Right. Cool. I get you. Okay. So uh, really confusing. It it is. It it, it makes a lot of logical sense, but fiddling it out in the brain is definitely like whoa. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I I don't know. That's. now when when I'm looking at these fire uh, these roll locked cards, mm-hmm. uh, fire void earth they whatever. suck a whole lot less. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. And and I don't have to. Now I might not have an uh, I'm not as a crab player. I might not be able to play sabotage for the next mm-hmm. few months. But hopefully when I do, yay. when I get it. <laughs> so there's a thing to be aware of as well. And that's I think the big takeaway from this whole switch up is four month rotating overlapping rolls. This is going to be one of the fastest moving meta shifts we've seen in a game i think i mean even regular even regular lcg distribution doesn't cause True. quite that big a switch every four months not not regularly yeah it's like on the yeah. nose bang it changes yeah. well so we're used to an evolution of the meta game as new product is, is released in an lcg this is a, it's, it's different it's a different shift yep. you're right yeah it and it's it's going to be a, it could possibly be a huge shift 
It's entirely possible. It, it'll. It has to be more than the regular LCG is has done consistently. Yeah. You know. Once you know, once Scorpion loses their current role, mm-hmm. that could. All, I mean, all bets that are could off. upend the, yeah. the meta. You yeah, know? that's massive. It's massive anybody's game out. at that point, right? Massive changeouts with that. That and new province swings and all the other little toys coming in. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No, I think it's it's going to be. This is the um, what do you call it? The end of the workshift style thing. It's like four months are back. Nah. Right. Okay. <laughs> everything. Everything. Time to hit. Let's see. It's May. Time to dismantle all my decks and rebuild. Basically, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, in in Coche news, uh, Houston had sixty five players. It was a standalone convention by all accounts. It was smooth. It went well. It was enjoyable. Shen from J Throne Podcast. He won with Scorpion. Props Definitely. to the J Throne. Those those guys have done really really well at Cote's. James Bathis Bathis I think is his name. Uh, he played Shen for the championship. James was playing Crane, and um, Ooh, that's a rough fight. The sixty five players. It was well attended. Uh, I think it's the highest attended U.S. one for the reasons that we've discussed. Right, the con, con prices, so on and yeah. so forth. Entry cost, the, the travel cost, the event cost, the mm-hmm. cost of time away from work. Uh, the cost of time to travel, so on and so forth. Those are all things that kept it down. And again, we're looking for 2019 to be even more open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who who was actually organized the Houston Cote again? Who was the main runner? I think Cascade. Cascade and they, they went to Lotus one? Pavilion. So they did they do use Lotus one? Pavilion. Oh, yeah. interesting. Now okay. here's the shtick. Here's the here's the thing. And I'm anxious to know uh, what happens at Gen Con because Cascade is not running the Gen Con event. Oh. FFG is running this Gen Con event. Really? So okay. FFG has hired the judges. FFG has hired those. So I'm I'm uh, going to judge the proving grounds mm-hmm. on Saturday. Uh, I am going to play in the in the Grand Cote uh, day. I think it's Thursday. I'm I'm going to play there. I don't have any illusions about going six and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope to go five, four and three, five and two. Uh, but <laughs> when they ask me to judge, I'm like, well, I could judge Saturday because I'm certainly not going to make top. Hell, cut. if I was, I was going to be <laughs> hoping to, br- to go three and three. Well, yeah. I was going to say, you've no illusions about going six and one after having gone to one and getting up at six. Yes. Because <laughs> that was definitely our schedule last time. Yes, for sure. Oh, man. For sure. <laughs> you know. um, so Gen Con should be exciting. We're going to talk about more about Gen Con uh, in a week. We're going to, we had a, for those of you who are, Attentive to your calendar, you will no- notice that we had a three-week bridge between last episode and this one. So we're going to kind of piggyback and get a, get a yeah. Gen Con yeah. preview episode in next week. As I said, I'm fairly happy. I'm I'm right now in a bit of a um, lull point because I'm I've now hit the point of um, I'm not worrying about competitive play too much myself. Right. I've not been keeping up too well with each cycle hit, and I'm busy as all hell in different areas. So I'm mainly just playing fun stuff. And so when this initial six and six hit, I went. I'm riding this wave. I'm right. going to wait for the six and six to finish, and then go right. Where the hell are we? Yeah, what yeah, is going yeah, on? Yeah. What am I? What am I even thinking about doing? Well, I've know? been I've been picking up the cards. I've been looking through the packs, and I've actually I'm actually you know trying to build. I'm trying to play Crane right now, and you know, I'm trying to so I'm trying to build it and kind of keep up with it. I'm d- I'm doing okay, but it's also I'm also like you. Yeah, I'm trying. I can't do any conventions this year, so I'm just I'm focusing on. You know, my fun project of I'm going to win a game, one game as each clan, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> no, I'm, 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 let's see, I've got, you know, lion, crab, and scorpion under my belt. I'm now under my fourth. <laughs> so I'm, I, so this is, this is going well. And so it's, it's actually keeping up with the, with the packs is actually kind of working out for me. I'm, I feel like I'm, I've kind of got a bit of a hold on the card pool, but it's still, there's, it's still a lot to digest. Yeah. 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 Um, when I'm six like, and six hits, it's just, you're, you're drinking from a, 
drink it for a water hose. hose. Fire yeah. hose. Right? I'm letting that tsunami wash over, thanks, and then I'll pick <laughs> for the debris. You have the packs. They're sitting on your shelf. They're ready to be opened. Oh, yes. But <laughs> I will open them. Yep. In two weeks. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking, thinking through the spoilers, and definitely, it does always the crack open the pack and go, "Ooh, look at that!" Yeah, and that's, that's one. That's one thing that's really cool. Card Game DB has been has been putting up the the to be released cards pack up on a Friday afternoon. So next week we will be able to talk about uh, the sixth pack, mm-hmm. uh, we, which we haven't seen. We've seen the fifth pack. I, we're going to talk today about the first four. Since they're and the ones kind of our, kind strong of our in everyone's mind. Yes, yeah. yes. The first four for this. Yes, the Gen Con card pool. The Gen Con card pool. The Gen Con card pool has been set. So moving to that, what are the things that you have you guys the most excited from those first few packs? Yoritomo looks kind of brutal. Yeah. Yoritomo, you think so? Yeah. A five cost, three, three. He needs, he, he need, he's a great late game character. Yeah. I think, right? That but I don't. But because you can store up the fate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he's a game winner. Yeah. Honestly, if if you can if you can hoard a bunch of fate, you know, keep you know build up a fate pool, and mm-hmm. and play him mid to late game, I think he wins games. Yeah, I right. I've been looking at him as a two turn character. And one turn's worth a hit. He's not necessarily worth it. But if he does make it round for two turns, he goes from on his opening turn to being pretty good, to assuming you prepare for it for his second turn to being ridiculous. You know, having that that bonus where you've stacked up okay. fate. And that's, right. that's my feeling there. I think he'll do better in the. And it's constantly evolving fate. So if you yeah. have a, you you happen to attack a manicured garden or whatever, or, yeah. I gain a fate during that, and he goes up, yeah, right? He's and he's ready to yeah. hit for one more. Yeah, I think the big deal with him, I think he's going to do most immediate walk in for him is the uh, Voltron decks. Because he is a single big mm-hmm. guy who's fairly mm-hmm. pricey, so mm-hmm. I think I, I can see dragon style—not necessarily a dragon deck, but dragon style plays. We're focusing on a single character who's doing very nicely with him, because then he becomes the—you've you've built one Voltron, it's around. He suddenly becomes the second one, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in one card, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see. He is damned strong. There's no two ways about it. I would—he just—I think that's the deal. The second, the, the two-turn setup. Mm-hmm. One to get him out, keep him alive. Second turn, prep fate. Oh God. Yeah. yeah here he yeah. is. Well, people were really excited about Third Tower Guard, and I, and I was amongst them. I, I don't know that my excitement level was really high, but for Third Tower Guard, which is the 1-1 one, one character out of Crab, who gets plus two military while you have a claimed Earth or Earth or Water Ring, and I was like, okay, he's a, he seems like a good slot in. He's got the, got the same numbers as a Heat of Guardian. Heat of Guardian tr- triggers off holdings. But frankly, Third Tower Guard hasn't wasn't clicking, mm-hmm. right? wasn't wasn't working for me so i put heat of guardian back in and heat of guardian for the most part it'll give me plus two plus two to to another character uh sometimes it gives plus four plus four and that's much more powerful than the third tower guard so there may be a place for the third tower guard in the future but not for me not right now I think it's interesting. This third time guard is the exemplar of this. Um, what what I've seen people referring to as Doomshoe Gender in other factions. These one costs that are essentially threes in the right circumstance. Yeah. Obviously, Doomshuggy has it up front, but it's tricky mm-hmm. to keep around. Mm-hmm. Versus these ones that have conditionals. Um, I think that's about right because I, I definitely think that the immediate power level of Doomshuggy has died off as the part as the as the as the card pool has increased. It's not mm-hmm. that he's bad, but other cards have definitely got better. Right. So if if you were looking at this back in the core set, you would have gone, oh, "Those are insane." But as you're quite right, there are definitely other cards that do the jobs, particularly in crab. One cost, mm-hmm. one cost, crazy buff characters is definitely in crab's purview. Yep. Yeah, yep. You know, so. and yeah, you have to attack with somebody else. There has to be somebody else there. But precisely, that's not usually an issue. Yeah, right? mid 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 middle swarm is a crab's 
forte, you know. Now, a card that I've been seeing just about everywhere, and I think we mentioned it last time, Kudaka. Oh, yeah. The the neutral four-cost, three-four, one-glory Shug from the Mantis clan. Mm-hmm. Uh, after you claim her, the air ring, gain a fate and draw a card. I've been seeing her in every deck. Oh, yeah. I've yeah, been like everybody I've yeah. been playing has been playing Kudaka. Mm-hmm. That's a, I mean, that's a thing. That's all you can say. It's that's, it's, it's good old card draw. It's a good character for the cost period. The glory's right where it should be. Enough to buff, but not too bad to get nailed down. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, and 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 so it's auto include without being op. Yeah, she kind of and she kind of pays for herself in two turns, right? Yeah, she because does. Mm-hmm. you've gained the earring. So if you didn't hit a pilgrimage, you're gaining an, on a, at least one honor, maybe two, and then you're getting a fate and a card. So yep. it really comes back to you yeah. threefold. It, she's she's very good. I, we'll just continue to see her all over the place. As for the other Mantis Clan members, I I don't I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, the water the water guy is iffy. One of the cool one of the cool things. I'm surprised uh, you haven't mentioned the uh, the new hotness for crab though. Yet. The Nizumi infiltrator. That's not exactly. Well, that, one is, okay, <laughs> that is hot. But I was thinking the new crab province. <laughs> oh yeah, flooded waste. Oh yes, he an ebb and flow. Flooded waste is very Nuts. very cool. It's a two coster, right? It's a two strength, so it's going to flip neutralize that particular that particular conflict, right? Yeah. Boom! Everybody bows. Blammo! So unless you have ready effects. That's a one-turn tempo hit uh, yep. that's of large proportions. It mm. could be. And mm. you send in, as Crab, you send in one player and you get yourself a ring, right? So, yeah. One um, character and it's you get yourself like, a ring. It's kind of like Endless Plains now with, with Unicorn. Yeah. If you're playing against Unicorn, you don't ever attack with just one character because you might hit Endless Plains. Yep. Oh, this is the inverted yep. version. Exactly. Don't swarm in. You haven't seen it yet. You, don't, <laughs> yeah. you go conservative against Crab now because you might hit this and, yeah. and lose... and. Lose yeah. everybody, and yeah. I'm I'm going to throw my agreeing point again here. I, I think for quite some time we've been in the world of I'm not sure what's over there. This turn it's one dude. Yeah, next yeah. Well, one and there, few, and there is po- there is you know flooded waste is to some extent neutralized with the poke. Yeah, but there is there oh. is that poke. If you're oh. playing Dragon Tower, if you're playing Tower decks in in general, yeah. that poke can be expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? no, no argument. That's what I like. I think it's totally totally play to, can be totally played around. And if you don't play around it, then you deserve every five or six bowed characters you deserve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get mm-hmm. you know so. And I, I was saying, I was talking to one of our regular um, Unicorn players too, and saying I think that's one of the ones that starts to push their stock a little bit too. Yeah, it's like I throw a single guy in. Oh, it was flooded waste. Well, that's a shame. I throw a single guy in. It's not flooded waste. My friends come to join him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's always helpful. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, we, I've been seeing, I've been playing uh, some Chikoku, and I've been seeing Matsu Seventh, Le- Seventh Legion in the Lions decks. It's a stalwart card. A yeah. gentleman, I played a gentleman at League Night on Wednesday, and he. Uh, as his last action, as his last conflict. And I made a mistake of allowing him to trigger his holding. His uh, He was playing HMT. He triggered his holding that turn, and I could have prevented him because he wasn't winning by five. He was going to win by – I could have made it so he wins by two. But I let him win by five. <laughs> and then he had an additional one, and he brought in the Seventh Legion on that additional military on my stronghold and went way of line, way of line for 28. And all of a sudden I'm like – all right, that's a good game. I could have, I could have forestalled jump. that one more turn, but oh well. Jump, jump. It's yeah. such a chunk of numbers for five. Maybe. Yeah. So oh, you yeah. charge yeah. him in, you spirit collar him in, you bring him in some other way, and wow. Yeah, but he's I mean, a char- big guy. In terms of charge targets, holy cow, there yeah. aren't many swings quite that big. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Usawa Ona, I'm seeing a lot of the Phoenix character, two oh, cost, yeah, unique, 
Whenever you play or a reaction after you play an air card during a conflict, choose a non-unique participating character. Bow that character. She's a two military dash political. Yeah. So cloud, I cloud the mind on your guy over here, and I bow that guy in the conflict. Yeah. Whoa. Now That's it is non-unique. So she, I think she's going to see some play now. She's fairly powerful now. But as more unique characters come in and mm. people play with more unique characters, well, even the low-cost ones. Well, that's so she's a great foil for anybody playing Unicorn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, Seriously. And, and we've yeah, seen yeah. Unicorn come up. So And, and Unicorn is getting, or they're getting toys. Oh, yeah, they are. Elemental oh, yeah, is are. full of Unicorn toys. Yeah, yeah, they are. Even when they're not specifically Unicorn toys. Yeah, yeah Shiatomi Encampment is, is, a, is a monster. Uh, that's the whole thing that uh, if you cont- if you have a military ring in your claimed ring pool, you choose a cavalry character and ready it. Wow. Yeah. But then Shinjo Shono, that's that's one of the power uh, cards that we're yeah. talking about here. Four <laughs> cost, four military, three political, two glory. Bushi cavalry commander. She has pride. While the character is participating in a conflict, if you control more participating characters than your opponent, each cavalry character participating you control gets plus one, plus one. Until the end of the conflict. So she's a monster. Cavalry reserves. Yay, let's turn her on and oh, give yeah, everybody yeah. else some more I mean, some that, more points. That, that, that triggers that trigger is hilarious at that point. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So we're seeing some really great cards. Kuniyori, the crab, uh, oh, Shugenja, gosh. Earth Elemental uh, Earth uh He kinda wrecked me the other night on Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. I was playing against a crab deck. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Kuniyori was was definitely a thing. Yeah, yeah. Well he's he's a thing and He's a thing, even because he gets he's gotten clouded a lot, a lot in my games, and uh, yeah, I at, wish I'd had a cloud a four. Of, cloud the mind earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At a four four, he's still very powerful. Oh yeah, I mean five for a four four is still. Rock Imagine Kuni yeah. Yori with Watch Commander. That's what I had in Jigoku last <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah, that's what I played against on Wednesday. <laughs> <like>, oh god. <laughs> yeah, a five five coming at you. I mean, yeah, right. just just that before any friends get involved too. And then he can't. Out. And then if you make the mistake of letting Crab get high on honor, they can he can use that honor to make you discard random cards. Yep. So that's a he's a big deal. And and I've been playing with three of him, and I think one uh, one of Casada at least, maybe two. And so I'm so he's the lead. Casada's the second five coster, and it's mm-hmm. it's worked out pretty well. And then uh and then with Apprentice Earthcaller, who was the other Shugenja Crab that came out, the three three one. One glory. He's an Earth Shugenja as well. Uh, during a conflict, choose an attacking character without attachments until the end of the conflict. That character, s- s- uh, you set that character's skill values to its printed values, which is pretty awesome. Um, it works on Utaku Infantry pretty well. I used it on Utaku <laughs> Infantry. He was coming in with six. Utaku Infantry was, of course, now six. And I went, oh, you don't have an attachment. We're going to set you to zero, zero. Blamo. Yep. That was pretty neat. That's a very nice Togashi Yokuni you have there. <laughs> drowning, <laughs> drowning in stuff. Now, at this point, you know. yeah. um, let's nerf him, shall we? Now, yeah. with those two characters and a steadfast witch hunter or two, you can have if you have three of each of those. That's nine shug in a crab deck, and you can play Cloud the Mind. Get the toys. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. you might not necessarily be able to play Cloud the Mind every every turn, mm-hmm. but you can play it. It's realistic to do so now. And talking about fun combos, I love how the attachment restriction means that you've got a choice of either setting a big character to zero or negating their horrible ability. Yeah. With that toy, you can't do both. So, yeah, so right. board control yeah. for crab is becoming even more of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and to some extent, well, hand control, I guess, is could be a thing, too. Played some interesting games in the tournament last Sunday. 
I played against Tom, a, a dragon player who was playing a dragon monk deck with Scorpion. Uh, yeah. Scorpion Splash. Of, yeah. And he had another card. And I, the reason I bring that up is we had an amazing game. In L5R, at least in my experience, L5R is a pendulum swing, right? So so sometimes the pendulum is on your side. Sometimes it's on your opponent's side. and it's But it's swinging. Yeah. In that game with Tom, it kind of just kind of stayed right in the middle and kind of <laughs> shifted a little bit that way and shifted a little bit this way and shifted a little bit that way and shifted a little bit this way. It was a really it wasn't necessarily tense because the pendulum wasn't swinging back and forth. It was just kind of moving a little bit. So it was a weird a Stare, weird a bit of a staring match. It's kind of like that close, ah. very close uh football game where the teams are evenly matched where the ball, when the ball moves, it moves a couple of yards in either direction. <laughs> and you're like, yay! <laughs> exactly. The, uh, the non-American here is very happy you enjoy your strange version of rugby. <laughs> Where we definitely play on the pendulum format. <laughs> no, Tainted Koku, he, and he was playing with Tainted Koku, and I I had a uh, Vanguard Warrior, which is you sack to put a fade on somebody, right? Yeah. He had the Koku on him, and I had a Shuichi in play, <laughs> like God. and I'm like... I got to get rid of both of them. I'm not going to trigger the the warrior. Yeah, I got to get rid of the Koku because it was just too much. Um, and, but the Koku is a is a power card. Wow! Yeah, it wow. is a pain in the backside um, for and for. And you uh, you couple that with Maze of Illusion, which I think people you know. And we talked last time. Maze of Illusion got a lot of conversation, mm-hmm. and I think people, uh, at least from what I've heard and seen, people are like. Okay, yeah, it's too swingy. It doesn't work. I spend a fate. I spend an action. Like, it's not necessarily the fate cost, but it might be the action. Like, I could do something different, <laughs> but people are tending to guess correctly. So, uh, I've, I've, I've guessed six times. I've guessed correctly five <laughs> against Maze of Illusion. And my, my, my opponents are just like, Wow, you are in my head. I'm like, yeah, yeah. well, what is it again? You guess, you guess odd even, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. you guess well, odd keep in mind, even. you pick odd. If you're actually playing the numbers for starters, you pick odd, right? Possibly, but, I, but I, you 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 take so you have to think about okay, what's on the dial? Mm-hmm. It's one through five, so you got so yeah. most likely it's going to be odd. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to do a bit of Vizidi here for a second. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, but if you look at your opponent, you have to think about well, what did my opponent play last? Well, then I might have to go even. Mm-hmm. You know, because like if they went for like if they if they bid three on their last turn, are they going to necessarily pick three or one or you know are they going to pick an odd number again? Mm-hmm. It's 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 a little less likely they're going to pick odd, so I might have to go even. Yeah, but then you know it's like you have to think about how okay like over the over the game so far, what has my opponent been doing with his dial each you know each phase? Has he gone even more or odd more? Well, mm-hmm. if he's gone even more, then maybe I need to choose odd. So there's yeah, a lot so of there's a, a lot of l- mental gymnastics oh, no, so, there. So, yeah. And if you if in in the cases where I was in, I would go I went even twice, and I and I got it right, so nothing mm-hmm. happened, mm-hmm. right? And then the next time he goes odd, and I'm like odd, and yep. I got it right a third time, and he's just like. I mean, part, at least part of the conversation here is L5R players not played enough net runner side games. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, and the thing is, like, <laughs> that's the other part, right? Yeah, it is. You We're used to, to this guess, crap. You have to kind of guess. Yeah. Like, what like, do I think my opponent? So, Jinteki Sai games are my jam in net runner. <laughs> oh, right? totally so, yeah. so, I'm sitting there. So, on Wednesday night, I was playing against a guy who was playing. Uh, I think it was uh, Eric was playing the crab deck. Yeah, with, yeah. with scorpion in it. Yeah. And he pulls out Maze of Illusion on me twice. I'm like. Right. Blimey. Okay, I've, I got this. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so what I did is I watched him set his dial. I, I, so I paid yep. attention to him as he was setting his dial. 
mm-hmm. I couldn't see the dial, but I, I watched. You know, like I was watching his face, like you do in Netrunner when you're when you're doing a side game. You're watching as your as your hand is in your lap. You know, trying to choose <laughs> zero, one, or two. You're mm-hmm. watching your opponent do the same thing. So you have. So I'm watching him, his face, doing that. And looking for tells and that sort of thing. And so yes, if you're if you're used to playing side games in Netrunner, you can you can get Maze of Illusion more often than mm-hmm. not. And and then the two times he pulled out Maze of Illusion on me, mm-hmm. I got him. You can get percentage up. Yeah. I would point out as well, is anyone anyone was anyone you were playing using Maze of Illusion to set up the stuff they should be setting up, which is the dial switch abilities. Because uh, I think that's the major reason. Yeah, 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 it. yeah. And yeah. so my experience they weren't. In some cases they were trying to they had seen my hand. Mm-hmm. So in one case, he had seen that I had a good omen. He was at he was at so three. Was, oh, so it was he was at three, and I was that. at two. Right. Right. Okay. So I'm like, okay, you've seen I have a good omen. So that's information that I have, right? I'm like, oh, okay, you're gonna go low. Well, mine's at two, mm-hmm. so you have to invalidate my good omen. Yeah, but the thing that's the point is obviously the. When I look at Maze of Illusion, that second half of the text, the things that happen when the bet bid is done, is the bit I'm kind of not too worried about. Right. Honestly, right. I think it's there for those. You're paying mechanics. one and mm-hmm. the action mm-hmm. to reset your dial to something else. Yeah, and yeah. It obviously it has to be then worth that, but mm-hmm. that's what you build the deck mm-hmm. for. Yeah. True. So, but yeah, you're quite yeah, it, right. I'm not expecting to win many of. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a much better card for that than for the effect that you get if you win the the choice. Yeah. And also, there's the maneuvering part. You know, you force someone to. Maneuver their dial to positions where they can, where they can't be. You know, um, I can swim or whatever. So, yeah. which is the other big thing to watch out for. Yeah. Uh, another big card that came out of the Tainted Lands pack was previously mentioned sabotage. Yes, um, I like it. I, I got to say, well, I what's like not it. to like? It's, Get the Boys it's, going. Uh, it, it works against Phoenix really well. Like I will burn. <laughs> like if I have two in my hand, or if I, maybe if, if I just have one in my hand, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to save this for Conjo District. <laughs> I'm just I'm going to save it for Conjo District. I'm going to save it for Forgotten Library, and and we're just going to go from there. Uh, what was the one Buddy Mine was looking at? A uh, hidden dojo was probably another target that gets yeah. kind of like yeah. <laughs> like you yeah. you leave now. The scorpion yeah. the scorpion uh, holdings are strong, right? Oh, yeah. And to if you happen to get lucky and sabotage the City of Lies before they've used it that turn. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. Tears in the eyes. Tears oh, yeah. in the eyes. Um, <laughs> you know, it just occurred to me that you know uh, we were, one thing we were talking about before we started recording was the art on Ofushikai. Yes. We, we'd already seen the card from the from the from the novella. The altar, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Seeing the real art, wow, yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful card. It's, yeah. It might yeah. be slightly and, prettier than the full art version. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 a great card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, uh, a couple of dragon cards because I, I do play dragon periodically. Uh, Ancient Master has always been talked has been talked about. It's the character that you can play as an attachment, but it's a one cost glory character, so you can steal the in favor if you if you really need yes. to. Right? Oh, I mean, any one co- any one 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 with a nice little bonus trick is probably worth its fate. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. And Hurricane, Hurricane Punch, Punch is great. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hurricane Punch is good. It's a cantrip. You get plus two to a monk, plus two military to a monk. Very good, zero cost. You get to draw it again, and so I, I've there've been a couple of times where I've played a hurricane punch, drawn a hurricane punch, played a hurricane punch, punch drawn. Oh, oh look, look, it's look cloud the mind. I'm going to cloud your mind. Woo! I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's pretty insane. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm forgetting the the title of the card. Uh, the the attachment that makes everything ancestral. Adopted kin. Yes. Oh lord, yeah. That is yes. going to be kind of brutal. Oh I no, I, I've seen it both on my side of the table and on my opponent's side of the table. It is brutal. You you're like, I have no fear. Go ahead, assassinate this guy with nine attachments on him. Feel I free. get them all. I get all but one back. Yeah, because <laughs> adopted, uh, yeah. adopted kin goes away. 
But I get my two spy glasses. I get my watch commander. I get my fine katana and my, you know, whatever it might be. Like, and, it's insane. And, and hand goes, whoomph. Yep, and your hand stuff. just blossoms all over again, yeah. right? So it allows Dragon to bid high early, put those things in play, use them, mm-hmm. and then you can shuttle down your, your bids, right? Really you can, yeah. you can yeah. shut down your bidding and, and, or your card draw because you know you're going to get these attachments back. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, pretty. And then Lion and Unicorn both got cool characters. Sh- sneaky Shinjo in Unicorn, a 1-1, one, one, a one-cost 1-1 one, one that you reaction when you pass, you may play this character. Pass during the dynasty phase, you may p- play this character from your province. So you can pass early, get your fate, use uh, that fate to, a freebie. To, yep. to put Shinjo into play. And then Lion got a Como Reservist, which is a pretty cool 1-1-1. One, one, one. Character gets plus 2 military if you have the claimed... If you have claimed the fire or water ring, and that's a conflict character, she's uh, she's a bushi, so she's very good at getting that, at being a part of those three conflicts. In an well, HMT all deck. of the cards that we've seen that are, you know, this character gets this effect when you have, you know, when this ring is claimed or whatever. Those are all fun and interesting cards. They, I think they're going to see quite a bit of play. Mm-hmm. And same nice solid ones to put into. I mean, a yeah. one cost that becomes a three definitely becomes a case of oh, yeah. I now care about those rings. Uh, we already mentioned flooded ways from Ebb and Flow. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know that there's the, like volcanic troll is not too bad in dragon. F- troll's you know? pretty good. Troll's He's pretty good. He's a five I, I five if the fire ring isn't is unclaimed. Yeah, I know. Oh my <laughs> god, that's a that's yeah, a beast. That, that and is... some of the phoenix toys on reserving a card are non dynasty, right? They're influence based. Yeah. So I was looking at some of those guys and being like, could be could be could be worth thinking about. Well, mm-hmm. to get back to the troll for just a second. Sure. Yeah. The troll is actually not is actually a better card for. I think in Crab, because I think it's a great control card. Oh, he's a dynasty. He's a dynasty. The oh, Volcanic Troll. Oh, no, 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 you're right, you're right, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, the, uh, they are clan. He would be better in Crab. That's awesome. Troll. But, be, being able to, but being able to force your opponent to, you know, you see the, you see the troll in the flop. I'm like ring yeah. fire. I, <laughs> shit, I can't go for the air ring. I've got to go for the fire I ring. I mean, that, and that's kind of my point with all, like you were saying before, with all these ones that are based on what rings been claimed where. Yeah. Is the the one of the nice parts of their effect is your opponent going. Yeah, fine. I mean, remember how powerful it is. Now, having a ring unclaimed is harder to control than making sure a ring gets claimed. Prodigy mm-hmm. waves. You know, while the water ring is claimed, you're ready it. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable character. Now, yeah. here's the here's the irony. If you were to come at flooded waste with the water ring, mm-hmm. I exhaust everybody. The yeah. water. If I don't defend, and you have zero, mm-hmm. then it goes back to the claimed ring pool and it nerfs prodigy waves, mm-hmm. right? Which would be strange because a flooded waste. I guess the trash in the in the no, this, <laughs> this ain't good, this ain't good water. The mud. Yeah, they ain't good water. You're not gonna ready yourself. You know, so thematically, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't say there was waste there to start with. They're flooding it with waste. That's the problem. <laughs> yes, right? that's true. That's true. <laughs> Different mental image for you. It's there we go. Well, the picture. Uh, and now uh, all of a sudden, at some later pack, we're going to get the sewer shoe get. <laughs> 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 that do, that well, does everything of, with four, tainted water. Four of them, four of them turtle-like with different bandanas and a rat one. Is what you're telling me? Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Uh, Asaku Azunami, the five-cost Phoenix unique character, 4-4. She's a water Shugenja elemental master. Three glory. Interrupt when you would resolve the water ring. Instead of the normal ring effect, you may choose and bow any character, and you may choose and ready a different character. And. So, yes, and. Yes, and. It's, yep. So it's like, 
Yeah, I got water and I am a master of it. The fade on you doesn't matter. Right now, she has a dynasty card, so you can see that coming. So that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might you, not you, like you, what you, you can see, see it coming, but you can't necessarily stop it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the hidden moon, hidden moon dojo, which we've already talked about, the oh, scorpion yeah. uh, holding limit one per deck. It's the dojo plus zero strength to the province. You may play characters in adjacent provinces as if they were in your hand during a conflict. Turn a card in an adjacent province face up. Poof. Right. So. What do you think about this, Carl? You're our local Scorpion player. Is this, uh, is this, uh, it's a limit one per deck, so it's probably going to make it into decks, right? Because yeah, you're, you're going to put yeah. one in and... If you're picking holding... Kind as of, peop- as like, it's gravy if it comes up. As a buddy of mine said, like, a freaking surprise showed you is the least thing you're, is the thing you're least ready for, basically. Yeah. Uh, oh, there he is. Oh, crap. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it, it certainly plays into the um, big hand small uh, small deck layouts. Just, mm-hmm. oh my God, just stacking yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And being and being able to, you know, flop over an adjacent province. Hey, look, I got a show Sorrel Actress. Yeah. Uh, well, no kidding they, they oh man that, that would yeah. almost be worse the combo yeah, oh no totally so the combo tricks there the available combo tricks and those kind of things are just getting dumb yeah mm-hmm. the surprise effect i will mention as well i tend to find the scorpion lot that I'm, all, I'm very often looking for good actions to allow me to stall out where i'm in in the turn you know to force an opponent to make a move before i do mm-hmm. so that kind of like little oh i'll just turn something over nothing right. to do might as well find out right. you know see what it does yeah, now, now you know, it could land on an end province, so you only have one choice. I was going to say, it, it will be the most common it, cause of mulligans. Yeah, and it, and, it, oh, and, it ends, and, it, and it flips, and it flips next to another. It flips the next to City of Lies. Or something So it's dumb, effectively yeah. blank. Oh, I mean, you can turn a card in a day. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so if you can still turn it on it's, early. It's yeah. adjacent province, so it's not even any province. It's yeah, just so the, so that, Yeah, the most, most common cause of, well, I got hidden as my first one, so that's going away. Okay, yeah. So yeah. it's it's a that's a weird dynamic because that's the limit one per deck which a lot of competitive players we've talked about before don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that a cause one of variance. Is, that one that one is probably even if it wasn't limit one per deck there would be an artificial limit of one per deck on it. Yeah, and I think it's. The one per deck stuff, I would, I would also counter that your deck's normally even numbers. There's three of each card. Something's going to get cut down. So two one-offs is your yeah. two cards. Why mm-hmm. not? Because mm-hmm. that tends to be where I am with holdings is two or three like max because I don't have a whole lot of like... Right. Big. Which holdings do you run in your Scorpion deck? Um, city and city and city and back alley these days. And two of each or one, one of... One, um, one, of um, each. one of each kind of thing. If they turn up, they're both nice. Neither of them are absolute guaranteed playouts. Yeah. You know, they're both just... Um, uh, back alley becomes that whole change the gameplay get the stuff going make mm-hmm. your opponent surprise your opponent kind of feel that's what I like about dojo dojo pops up and your opponent start going oh oh crap to yeah. think, think completely well, differently now you have to think about the, those one of holdings being sort of just like an ace hole an ace in the hole card you know yeah you know, it, if it's something that you your opponent being a complete ace hole possibly <laughs> <laughs> Where you know you can't you can't build your deck around it completely. But you know if it's something that when this comes up, you know it's going to provide it's going to be the opportunity to have a killer turn. Yeah, I, that's why I like the sculpt ones because they're all nice, big, strong ones. Like you say, when you do see them, it's all oh well, fine, here we go. You know, we've already we've briefly mentioned Azumi Infiltrator for Crab, the one cost one one conflict character creature scout. He's immune to Shadowlands and Maho card effects, so you can't uh, spread his dark. He cannot spread the darkness. No. Um, so thematic so, and so good. Uh, yes. Uh, it's a rattling, at least that this, that's the picture that it implies, right? Reaction yes. after this character enters play during a conflict. Until the end of the conflict, raise or lower the strength of the attack province by one to a minimum of one. And you can trigger that reaction once per conflict. Max per one per conflict. So no. that's... He's a... 
two two effectively, right? right. That's has, really what it is. It has creature. Sorry, I was, you were saying that it has creature, not specifically rattling. You're no, right, not so, specific. Yeah. The the yes. the picture implies rattling. Yeah, you're quite right. The name implies rattling. Well, oh, is that true? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. the, the Nizumi are the rat rat, rat dudes. Yep. Yeah. There's a whole there's a whole collection of um, East Asian um, uh, animal humanoids, and Nizumi is well known in that little yeah, pantheon. Yep. Mm-hmm. One uh, a card that's gotten a heck of a lot of discussion is hawk tattoo. Ugh. It's the one cost, yeah. plus one military, plus one plus zero political attachment for out of dragon. It's two influence. Attached character gains tattooed. Now, here's the big deal. You don't have to attach it to the character that you control. And this is important when you're thinking about the reaction, which is after you play this attachment during a conflict, move attached character to the conflict. If attached character is a monk, you may take another action after this one. So you can harpoon people in for one, boom! Yeah. Just on top hump. of all the various tricks yep. available. Yep. Yeah, yep. no, that that is that that is the. I am not going to be too surprised to see that popping up in t- totally non-dragon decks just for those shenanigans available. You mm-hmm. want little buffs and those little that little extra trick, yeah, and then take over tattooed toys if they're good enough. Yeah, yeah. Like. And when uh, uh, I'm assuming support of dragon will hit at one point, and you'll have twelve or you'll have eighteen dragon. Influence points, <laughs> which results in three copies of three cards at two influence each. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> I look w- forward wanderer. to those days, he says sarcastically. Mm-hmm. Wanderer, wanderer, Hawk, and one of a horrible card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, two unicorn cards that came out. Uh, one is Force of the River. It's a water spell, Meishoto, attached to a shoot character you control. Action during a conflict, put each face-down card in your provinces into play. Face-down in the conflict as a one-military-political, zero-glory character with cavalry and spirit traits. Discard those characters at the end of the conflict. So, as we've seen, it's a one-cost attachment, plus zero, plus zero. And it's face-down, right? Yeah. So you like, need, they, so like the unicorn, unicorn needed need more ways to down. get one-one swarmy, weenie characters. Here comes so, a swarm of yeah. swarms. Yep. And, and yeah. the cavalry, or sorry, the, the unicorn have plenty of Shugenjas nowadays to be able to run that confidently the the issue will be to get that face down because they're incentivized to some extent to pass first mm-hmm. so you want to not play that is that lends itself to thinking okay i want to not play characters out of my provinces but you know if you have force of the river you kind of want to right yeah. so you don't want to necessarily play a yurt or trigger a yurt to make it a face up yeah, so. I'm I'm seeing the prep turn style play like you say. One turn when you go, I wipe my dynasty. I get everything I can yep. physically out, and then right here we go. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And then uh, master of the swift waves, a three cost, three military, two political shugenja, water cavalry. Right, this she would be perfect for force of the river. Action during a conflict, choose a participating character you control and a character in your home. Switch the chosen character's locations, so you can have your big bad sitting back. And say, oh, you know what? I don't need. I, I need a big bad in this. I need big bad in this, and switch them out for the Utaku infantry, yep. or vice versa. Oh, I don't need my big bad here. I'll switch out. I'll, I'll switch them out for the Utaku infantry, and just give exactly what I need to to break to break the province or to win the conflict or whatever it might be. And sh- that's an amazing amount of control. Mm-hmm. Buddy of mine plays quite a bit of a unicorn scorpion with some horrible tricks in, and all I can see there is I have a big guy. He's at home. Here, you're, you're attacking. Cool. Um, I don't. I, I wait to the right point. I throw in a tiny thing that becomes then switched with said <laughs> horrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very, very Battle amazing trick. You know. Uh, so those are those are out of the uh, three of the four packs. The fires within pack. There are some really cool cards. Abandoning honor is interesting. Yeah, you like abandoning honor. Uh, this province gets plus two strength while you have a fire roll. 
Interrupt. When this province is broken, choose a dishonored character. Discard that character. It's not, it's a three strength province, so it's not like huge. But if you can, if you're playing some sort of shenanigans where you can dishonor someone during the conflict, mm-hmm. if you're coming at me with Shoju, for example. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. And I can, and I can, and either you're dishonoring him or I am. <laughs> yeah, I mean, plenty of dishonored courtiers from Scorpius. So, so there's a chance for a swing there. That's yeah. in, that's kind yeah. of interesting. Yeah. I, I like. I also like the soft roll lock there. You can use this as welcome to, but if you use it in this roll, then it's more know. powerful. Yeah, I like. That. Yeah, the trick with those is is just literally like I want it to break. Right, I was playing upholding authority for for a bit. Uh, it was just too weak. It was just I, I needed something stronger. Mm-hmm. It was too too easy to break. And upholding authority is the one that where you look at the cards in their hand and you discard all copies of one particular card. Oh, totally, yeah. But it was still just like okay, this, this isn't helping me as much as I thought it would. Yes, hand information is good, but wow, I yeah. don't like a bounce back card, ugh, which is tricky yeah. to balance. Yeah. It's a little, it's a, it's it's weak. Uh, Master Alchemist out of Dragon. Is is a big card. Yeah. It's huge. Infiltrator could be interesting. Mm-hmm. One cost scorpion. Zero military, one political. Play only if the bid on your honor dial is higher than an opponent's. Action. During a conflict, look at the top card of an opponent's conflict deck. Either immediately play that card as if it were in your hand or discard it. It's an attachment. It's very good. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's good stuff. Now, you know, you can very well whiff. Get something you can. that you can't oh, play. But yeah. it's, but it's court, a ga- court games have been played on both sides, or you've played one and you pick out a court game you're like yeah, yeah okay so you discard it so yes but it, it is it is a mill but it's it a mill. mill that's that's the nice thing is it's still if it wasn't for the second clause then yeah it would be too random to use well but as it is the worst it is yeah invocation of ash out of unicorn is kind of interesting mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yes uh spell fire may shodo it's a co- it's a one coster it's a bonus of plus two military and plus two political action lose one honor choose a character you control move this attachment to that character then remove one fate from that character so it's it's a nice little floating buff. Yep. Mm-hmm. And 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 if you move it to a character with no fate, no loss. you've only played the honor, right? And then you can use giver of gifts to move it around to somebody with fate without actually triggering the invocation. Yeah, that's a nice thing there. It's, yeah, it's got its so own, it can move around quite a bit. So a little own little control downside mm-hmm. that you can mess with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of Phoenix, there's Jerogen's Curse. Yes. So it's a, it's a zero cost attachment plus zero military plus one political spell void curse void roll only forced interrupt. I'll repeat that forced interrupt. Yeah, it fires. When the fate phase ends, if attached character is ready, resolve a second fate phase after this one. Which Max means you go one per you go round. and you put fate on the rings, and you take fate off characters and characters that have no fate fade out, and all of a sudden the board is clear. Yeah, and a horrible trick with that is shoving it on someone else's card. I'm I'm using all my. Uh, if, do you ha- can you put it on someone else's card? Doesn't specify you can't. I don't believe. Uh, it says it's an attachment, right? Yeah, it's an attachment. It, it doesn't say to attach to a character you control. No, it, it says just says void roll only. No, oh, there you go. So if someone's playing defensive, like cool, let's trip those mm-hmm. down again so. and again for no board state play. Right. In fact, and know. because it is it is a curse, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 it might be appropriate to play it on your opponent. Yeah, take that. And and as as void roll, it's scorpion. Currently, only scorpion and unicorn. Unicorn would never use it. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I mean, maybe with the um, semi-permanent swarm status now they might, but but Scorpion is delighted. Yeah, right. yeah. The, uh, Master Alchemist, you're right. It's pretty good. Action during a conflict. Spend one fate to a fire to the fire ring. Choose a character. Dishonor honor or dishonor that character. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, it's a little monstrous, swing there. Monstrous little toy. I'm a decent character. Yeah. The one that I think is kind of interesting out of Dragon is Smoke. It's a one-cost mm-hmm. attachment, plus one military, plus zero political, spell fire. 
While attached characters participating in the conflict bow and sacrifice this attachment, until the end of the conflict, each non-unique participating character gets negative two military. That's Can you say anti-swarm? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> quite a swing. Well, we've, uh, we've, yeah, well, we've seen the uh, Scorp character coming up doing Shoju's trick based on military. There's a yes. fun little thing to yes. think about. <laughs> uh, Hello. Also out of Dragon, Wrath of the Kami is pretty cool. It's a holding. Plus one strength. Limit one per deck. During an, a conflict at this province, lose one honor. This province gets plus one strength until the end of the conflict. I want it, that to be better. It doesn't seem like it is. It's not great, but it could be a save your bacon kind of card. What's yeah. The ba- what's the base strength again? Ma- on pilgrimage, maybe. Plus one. Okay. If it lands on a pilgrimage. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's an interesting one there. But, yeah. but yeah. Dragon doesn't tend to play pilgrimage. They'll play. That's true. They'll play shame. They've got enough holding tricks. Interesting one, maybe so. Maybe a different, different dragon style play. More monk, less Voltron. Yeah. See that. And you know, it will. It, it's if you're, you know, I'm just gonna make this. It's a little more expensive for me, but it's also a little more expensive for you. Mm-hmm. So it, it could. It's not. It's not gonna like tilt the game necessarily in a big way, but it could be that sl- slight pendulum shift that just changes the dynamics of the conflict. Well, yeah. and it, and it might be. It might do exactly what you say, which is a save your bacon idea, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the third province. If they break this, they're gonna get first go at my stronghold next turn because they're first player. So and I yeah, to, I'll, I'll pay two honor to. I'll pay two honor to keep that up. Yeah, totally yeah, and it's so. not, it is unlimited. So if you if you find yourself you know at at a mm-hmm. bunch more honor than your opponent, that's why I'm thinking the the less Voltron-y, more yeah. small small spread deck where it's not not digging for. A, a but I think my favorite time. card out of the out of the out of the whole set, mainly because of the art, because the art is just brutal, <laughs> is Wicked Tetsubo. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, that's just it's a it's a gorgeous card and just dark and wonderful. <laughs> Uh, attachment two cost plus one military plus one political, which is kind of a little odd and crab, but good. It's the dude yeah. with the stick. <laughs> attached to a berserker character, restricted. Action during a conflict in which attached characters attacking, choose a defending character and select either military or political. Set that character's selected skill to zero until the end of the conflict. There's just lots of great stuff in that mm-hmm. in that pack, in in, mm-hmm. all, in all the packs we've seen so far. This is a great cycle. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. really liking all the toys. All right, this was the thing that stuck in my craw that was very much alleviated by OFFG's announcement, which is Baz's question from last time, which was, based on what we've seen of the elemental card pool, and now we've seen a lot more of it, what rules do we think clans should take? And so I had all this speculation. I spent about an hour thinking about it, looking at all the cards and all these things, and it's now been, it's part of the conversation, and it's a good conversation, I think, to have, but it's not as significant because you're not going to keep that rule forever you're not well, going to have that role for a year you're going to have it for eight months so i think it's i think you're getting yeah, and, and another one available you know i'm so. hoping what we'll see is i'm hoping we'll see some experimentation with the roles yes. and you're going to have to to an extent i mean there's going to be stuff that you know once you know a keeper of earth drops off of crab they're going to want to get it back in the in within the next eight months very likely yeah and so like when we'll start with crab so i was thinking kind of water or maybe seeker of earth because losing like Keeping a keeper role would mean that if you went to a seeker role, you would lose Crisis Breaker. Yeah. Uh, but it would be big because you gain Pathfinder's Blade. And that's a yeah. and, and so does Pathfinder's Blade make up for losing Crisis Breaker? It means a different crab build. Mm-hmm. Instead of a resilient one, you're more daring, yeah. right? You're more willing to just go all in. And it also it also swings a little bit on the matter of the other people there is what provinces are being used that are big spiky horrible surprises. Yeah. Right. I do and that that actually brought something to mind that it it makes sense makes complete and total sense that if my clan is losing a keeper role 
that I vote for a new keeper role, and so and you know so that I have a keeper role and a seeker role available mm-hmm. instead of either two seekers or two keepers. That's yeah. Well, the, I think yeah. well, that, that's something that's most like, people, that's voting strategy. Yeah, and, that, and I yeah. think most people they can't really control it because as we've talked about, it's a collective vote, right? It is, so. Yeah. It's kind of tough to set yourself, set a clan up to have both a seeker and a keeper. It's possible, but it, all the diet, all the things have to fall into place for right. you to be able to do that, right? Well, I mean, take back what we know there then. So um, Unicorn currently has the lead on picking what they want to get, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that, that's their vote will be first. Yeah, so those those bottom three basically you expect to almost definitely... I think I think um, Doug's bang on to try and split between seeker keeper just to keep the bets open as more cards come in, or at least I don't know if they do it this time round. But you can imagine if they know they're doing the votes shortly before a new cycle is supposed to start, yeah. they may be like go seeker keeper to keep keep those options mm-hmm. available. Now here's the but here's the issue, right? The, here's where it gets overly complex is because it's, let's say Scorpion is number seven, right? The other clans have chosen, they've chosen all these things, but Scorpion's first choice is already taken. Scorpion's mm. second choice is already taken. Scorpion's third choice is already taken. Scorpion's fourth choice is already taken. So Scorpion ends up getting their fifth choice, which is not ideal for anybody, mm. right? Yeah, <laughs> like, completely. Yeah. Except for the other six clans, <laughs> I guess, right? Yeah. So the clan, the lower clans might vote for a a strong thing, but it might not be available, right? Because another clan who had a higher, uh, who, who drafted first, picked mm. it. You know, so it's, over, it's yeah. it, the, those competitive, the competitive roles, the ones that are seen as more competitive, and I'm not sure what those might be. I, I think Seeker Fire is because of Feast of Famine. Honestly, I th- honestly, I think it, but, it, var- it varies based on clan. Yeah, really. it, yeah. It, it, yeah. it probably always will. There aren't too many universals that absolutely anybody wants. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so, so, like Seeker Avoid would be absolute shit in crab. I think. Yeah, maybe. Although you get a chance to play both Pilgrimage and Shameful Display. Mm-hmm. So that's you know when you yeah. when you play Seeker Void that's what you get that's the pairing that you that's the base pairing right now Crane is playing Seeker Air right now and I thought maybe a Seeker of Void would be good for them because of the pilgrimage and because of the possibly uh, yeah. thing, I think and I th- and the the curse is not a bad thing either true well I think they would be happier with the shameful display pilgrimage combo pilgrimage period yes. shameful display on their side yeah, yeah, yeah. More, more happy than crab would be I think yeah, yeah they definitely want yeah. to honor their dudes and hit the other guy yeah. I think dragon might go keeper of fire to keep feast or famine feast or famine is such a big part of that the current dragon thinking but it's also this is a chance to incentivize a little bit of dark horse play also you know, looking looking for you know. Well, let's try something really weird and see what we can do. Mm-hmm. You know, what's if if Dragon gets Keeper of Water, right? How does that well, work out for them? Yeah, that, that's the decision tree I think for those people in the bottom three or four right. in, inverted. And I think and, the most popular and I right think now. the provinces are 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 stronger reasons to go with particular roles. Like looking at those provinces and your and your potential province lineups. With the elemental provinces, with the keeper seeker stuff, with the the money that you get from seeker and the keeper initiates that you get from keeper rolls. So mm-hmm. I think people and, and I, I haven't been well, part of the party to these conversations, but my guess would be that province lineups and province possibilities are what are driving a lot of those the choices here. Yeah, yeah right? along so. with some conflict cards, along with some dynasty cards, so on and so forth. There's yeah. not too many dynasty cards that are roll locked, but there are some. Well, I think you make a fair point. It's pretty clear that's the thinking, whether or not that will bear out to be right. the definite call. Right. And that's how kind of I approach this. So Lion has a Keeper of Fire now. Uh, do they go Void Roll for the curse? That could push their swarm over the top. Like yeah. if they're just, they're not playing a lot. They're they're playing cheap characters who are intended to 
go do their thing and leave. And let the and let they the play that they jump. they play that curse. Um, they play an ageless crone or a no. vengeful oath yeah. or a vengeful oath keeper. They put it into play and then they put the curse on it and everybody fades out. Mm. You know, I I think the curse could impact swarm. Interesting, because even before swarm has gotten its yeah. day in the sun. But that that compared to um, Monorawari, you think it's that big a a jump out? Mono doing, Mono doing a similar job in a similar well, situation. Well, Mononorawari just re- removes a fate. It doesn't necessarily trigger people going out. No, but at the same timing, it can, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's similar. So I guess I guess it's not quite comparable, but it's close. But interesting Interesting that that, that yeah. seems to have caught people's thinking there. Right. And then well, Phoenix is doing really well with Keeper of Water, but they should probably go Secret Void like they had last summer. Yeah, you know, yeah. Secret Void <laughs> is for Phoenix, Secret Void with Pilgrimage and think Now, will they be able to? Who knows? Um, who knows? Well, yeah. The big question there is that is is the interesting. Hmm, yeah. Do the do the the bottom three clans have a, a strong enough incentive to hate draft? They know they're going to get another roll before too long. So the one they hit now, do they go right? Scorpion cannot have this. It yeah. must go to us again. Yeah. Collectively, the co- for the Cote roll collectively, it's hard, like. It's tough. Hate yeah. drafting and collectively hate drafting is tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, when you leave it up to one person who's basically heard all the arguments and then made this themselves, you know, world championships, uh, and and that's only going to happen one uh, a third of the time. That one person is going to get it. The other two thir- the other two thirds of the time, it's going to be a collective decision. Yeah. So, uh, it'll be it'll be fun and dynamic, and that's what we're looking for in our games, right? That's that's what we in, want in, a, in our meta game in this case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Scorpion, I was thinking about Scorpion. What role they might go? I, I think they go maybe Seeker Fire for Feast or Famine. Uh, horrible thing to add to the lineup. They, they, they seem to they you, you seem to want to go Seeker with Scorpion. The mm-hmm. Keeper, Keeper, the additional money that you get out of Seeker and exposing the exposing the provinces, revealing the provinces. I think that's that's a big for Scorpion. Uh, Unicorn, I have Keeper of Void. They're currently Keeper of Void. I was I was I said last time. I think I think they should go Water. Really. Maybe keeper of water to prefer to keep talisman of the sun, but chasing the sun isn't bad either. I mean, and again, this this conversation is largely moot. We would have made this the bulk of our conversation had the rolls announcement not, not been yeah. made. Very quickly, uh, but hey, can... you know, I think overall, I think fire and earth rolls will be strong for feast or famine. For sa- people want to get a, a hold of sabotage, curse and... maybe for void, but I think the fire earth and and Really, the void role for um, pilgrimage and shameful. Be interesting to see important. who does fight for that. But we'll see. Yeah. Now again, fourteen roles, fourteen role choices, uh, or fourteen clans, but only ten role ten choices. choices. Yeah. So that'll be it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how where that gets duplicated and how that affects the meta and so on and so forth. Yeah, it's I mean, that's the, yeah, that's the question. Yeah. Now there was a designer journal, yes, where they predicted where they asked various designers to kind of predict the Gen Con meta, yeah, predict so some of the results, which was pretty cool. So here's the gist of the article. Today, the members of our card game team make their predictions about what decks and what cards will leave their mark on the tournament field at Gen Con Indy. And each of the card games, including Destiny and, the L- and all the LCGs, are are covered. It's the, the competitive ones. But the, the of interest to our listeners is that uh, they asked Brad Andrews what his prediction is for the winning deck. And what do he say? Phoenix. Phoenix, really? Yeah. He's predicting Phoenix will take it will take the, the top slot. Troublemaker that Brad is. <laughs> well and he he mentions Feral Nino and Asako Azunami as, as oh, yeah, card reasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so definitely an article worth checking out. It's that's some serious board control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go water with her and yay. Oh, yeah. That's pretty strong. 
All right, so uh, we had a tournament last week uh, at Total Escape, and we're going to have another one this week, July 22nd. It's a, we're calling it the Gen Con Prep Tourney at Total Escape Games in Broomfield, so we'll be streaming that. So if you are listening to this on a Sunday, which you may be, you may uh, also be interested in watching the stream. Um, we don't have commentary, cause, or we probably won't have commentary because largely people are playing. But I will be able to set up so you will be able to hear the players. Last Sunday, I didn't have, I forgot one connection, so the sound wasn't the best. Um, So that's just a lesson learned. Uh, The Deck of Five Rings, which we talked about last time. Monkeys and Pirates asked us, you know, had we downloaded it and why should people do so? (laughs) And so I did, and it is pretty cool. Uh, the, The best part of it, probably by far, is that it has all the card rulings. Oh, the DB-style yeah, ruling listings? Yeah, ex- you just do a search for the card, and it comes up, card rulings, and you push that, and as you might expect, Mirror's Gaze goes on for several scrolls, you know. <laughs> but that's a helpful but, tool. But that's it. It is, uh, it, yes, if you are at all judging, if you're all curious, if you're at all into the into the rules, details, um, as, as any person running a tournament should be, the Deck of Five Rings is is a good resource. It's and it's faster than looking it up on CardGameDB, at least on your phone, right? It's bam, bam, bam. I mean, yeah, that's so, a very nice. Good job, Monkey. Definitely is a judging tool that's invaluable. One more reminder: we have we do have a player site, player finder site on our website. Uh, some people were recently asking, "Hey, how do I find players?" And someone mentioned our map, so you can go and there is a player finder there. Um, and I will. I I do check it every once in a while. It hasn't gotten a lot of listings lately, but I do update it every once in a while. So as listings come in, I'll keep updating, and you can look out for your group there. And then uh, it is with great humility that we thank our very first Patreon supporters: uh, Bushi, Jason Wallace, Magistrate Derek Bienkowski. I hope I pronounced your name correct there, Derek, and Daimyo Travis Provik. Uh, they are the first three. Patreons, patrons on Patreon for us and support the show. Thank you very much for your support. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis Provick is a, uh, a good buddy of mine, fellow podcaster. He and Vic, uh, they run VTTV, which is what I seriously consider to be the premium streaming uh, of uh, FFG games. Travis is a coder and he keeps live up to the minute conflict numbers. Honor numbers, Ooh, nice. everything. Okay. It's it's absolutely wonderful. If you haven't checked out VTTV streaming on Twitch, uh, uh, you're doing yourself a disservice. Check it out. They have regular streams of L5R and all other FFG games. If you would like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions, you can contact us at artofwarcast at gmail.com via Twitter at Art of Warcast, via Facebook, or leave a comment in the episode's comments section. Please review us on iTunes. It helps other Rokugani find us. Thanks for listening, and remember, Honor is the deadliest weapon. weapon.